Ramble. Hey guys, just to let you know for today's episode, we are deep diving cults. And so that's going to mean a lot of talk about um, all of the really creepy and can be upsetting things about cults. We go into murder, suicide, but you know, the slippery slope of where it goes when you're researching these really dark topics. So if that's something that you don't want to hear, we definitely recommend maybe skipping this episode today and we'll see you next week. For everyone else who's sticking around, please enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I'm one of your hosts, Becky, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hi. Ariel. What's up? And Rachel. Hi. And we have Miles, our little podcast, Pixie, hiding in the background. Um, We are so excited for this episode, and by we, I mean I, um, (laughs) because it's talking about one of my all-time favorite things, which is... Cults. We're deep diving some cults today. Uh, We've got some medical musings with Maggie. We're going to play a fun little cult game. And then we're going to end with Ariel trying to get us to join a cult that she's researched. And we're going to see how far we would get in that cult before we jumped out. For our first segment, we're going to kick it over to Maggie. She is going to give us her medical myths and musings on how to join a cult. Yeah. So there's usually an eight step process that not all cults follow, but generally it follows the same framework. Um, Mm -hmm. But it starts off, well, first, the people most susceptible to cults are people who are stressed, emotionally vulnerable, uh, no family or uh, lower socioeconomic status. I'm taking notes so that I can get you all to join my cult. In my cult. <laughs> You're going to take all, and then the step one process begins with someone asking you to do very simple tasks. So you can ask you someone to pick you up from the airport or something just very simple. And then... The second step is called a love bomb, where you just flood the victim with uh, positive and like like positive associations. It's almost like operant conditioning with a dog. You tell someone to sit, you give them a treat. Not so much that you treat the participant like a dog, but you find out what the person wants, and then you kind of use that to their advantage. To your advantage. Okay. So it's like a person who's seeking friendship or love or a community. You like Mm -hmm. ask them to do a simple task and then you're like, oh my God, I love you. I need you so much. You're so great. Mm -hmm. You're so wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. And it's particularly effective on people who are like searching for that sort of uh that sort of thing step three is finding out what is the most important thing to said victim and dangling it in front of them with a lot of promises so what would that be for you animals so like if you if the cult if a cult had like a a a mini farm and they said that i couldn't be with the animals anymore that would be the thing for me yeah they would dangle that in front of my face like if you don't sign this paperwork you can't pet that or they would or they would like dangle some sort of um like i don't know uh aggression towards animals 
in front of you and you'd oh be like, no, 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 don't do it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. Ariel's already on to it. <laughs> Ariel's ready. <laughs> oh, gosh. It would it would probably be family. My my mom just walked in with the baby and I'm thinking like, you know, if they if they like threatened my family or something like that. I mean, I'm I'm I guess I'm thinking of this in terms of like they threatened to take away the thing that is most important to you. But mm-hmm. maybe they they kind of like. You know, for something like Scientology, for example, it would be like, you're going to you're going to make all like you're going to meet Tom Cruise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time I drive by that place, seriously, I think to myself, like, this would be a really cool place to have a wedding. You know, because they, they, <laughs> they always have those, they always have those like twinkly lights outside and they oh, have that yeah. huge area. Ariel, and I'm pretty sure, center on Franklin. I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> oh, I can see like this beautiful God. gazebo over the like, you know, the tall, tall gates and like, you know, clearly somebody's taking care of the lawn because it just looks really nice. And I don't That's know. That's exactly it just looks how really the nice. Fulmers are going to be indoctrinated. They're going to know where you live. They're going to know who your partner is. Oh, my God. They're going to be like, Ariel, don't you want a party plan for a party here? We have twinkly lights. Okay, well, to do that, you have to, like, talk to us about your deepest fears and sign this contract. Oh, man. Becky, what would it be for you? What's the thing they're going to, like, offer you to, like, work towards, to get, to dangle in front of you? I, mine would probably be, and what gets me in most of the cult documentaries is I feel like they all kind of have a similar, if they're not the super religious ones where they're like, you know, doomsday or things like that, they're usually focused on like self-improvement, which mm-hmm. I'm super into like self-help and like things like that. So if they like offered, you know, they're like, you'll find calm in your life and you'll, you know, be able to open your mind more to other experiences. I'd be like, Okay. Sounds good. Sure. Sure. Let's Sounds go. Good. Sounds good. If Marie Kondo started a cult, I oh would I would be in I mean, that in a second. Does it bring you joy? Yes. Does it bring you joy? Joy. <laughs> Imagine Marie Kondo walking off with Finn and Wes. They'd be so organized and well dressed. I know. Yes. Yeah. And very minimal, you know. They minimal. Have just like little simple rompers. She simple has crib. really cute daughters. Have you seen? They're adorable. No. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> I so far, Maggie, I'm with you, and I get how someone could target like an individual and like do all mm-hmm. these steps. What is very And we're only on step three. There are so many more to go. But what is mind-boggling to me is how an organization could do this to hundreds of people, tens or hundreds of people, because it seems Mm -hmm. very individualized. I think you can apply it to many cults, these eight steps, but I don't think that they are, I don't know, I don't think that they're looking at these eight steps and being like, okay, we need to take this step and this is how we're going to manipulate people. Yeah. I wonder if it's more like a psychological thing, like how like the stages of grief are like Mm -hmm. you will everyone will kind of universally go through those stages, whether it's in the same framework of time or not. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's more of like a general consensus that that's what people are like susceptible to. Are these steps more for brainwashing or would it be more considered like a type of hypnosis? It wouldn't be hypnosis per se. It's just okay. indoctrin. It's like the eight steps of indoctrination. Like this is how we do it. This is how we. We have five more. Do. 
We have five Whoa. more. So okay, what's four? The fourth one is is getting an agreement somehow, either if it's mm-hmm. verbal consent or an actual like signed document. Do you know with all your uh, cult research, <sighs> did any of the cults require you to sign off? Like you can't leave. Nexium <clears throat> had like a bargaining system mm-hmm. where you were. Rachel, what was the word they used? It was like you were not responsible. Collateral. 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 You had oh, to offer well, that's collateral. Like, what sort of things were people offering? Well, it was more of like, um, and, and similar to what I've heard Scientology does, is they will uh, ask something of you that is like deeply personal or like with Nexium, sometimes it was like naked pictures. People would lie about their families. Yeah. And they would say, you know, this is just to keep you uh, accountable, that you know that we have this and we could release this if you, you know, don't take this seriously. Some Mm. of these places, you know, they sort of encourage people to like move in together and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like all live in the same place. And so that could sort of be considered like a contract in some way, too, where, you know, you're like, you have decided to to live with us, to move into our like commune and we're feeding you and right. you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I can I could think of that as kind of a, a contract as well. You know, like you've made this yeah. decision. You've made this yeah. this uh, you've signed a lease into and it's kind yeah. of hard to move a family once you've kind of established ground in somewhere. That's definitely some sort of contract. And then okay, so step five is shutting down dissent. So any sort of disagreement or um by threat to withhold the prize which is most important to Mm. said victim so self-improvement i can only compare this to nexium but they were like what's wrong with you that you're questioning this you should look deeper into that the fact that you have a problem with this shows that there's something wrong with how you're thinking of what's with you you should really like investigate that and it made yeah. people like question their own self judgment, which literally like changed their like brain chemistry. Yeah. yeah. It like rewired oh, how they think. Mm-hmm. They had Crazy. no intuition left, like none. Yeah. It sounds like psychological warfare. It's so scary. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's emotional abuse for sure. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of conversion therapy. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, my God. You need mm-hmm. to look deeper into yourself. It's fucked up. And then step six is just the establishment of guilt. But kind of saying that, like, you are the problem, not mm-hmm. us. And then once yeah. you have those feelings of guilt, maybe you try and compensate by doing more for the cult, volunteering mm-hmm. your time, yada, yada. Guys, the The cult experts say the only difference between cults and religion is time. Because you just (laughs) described, like, that's like tithings in Christianity. You know, you're supposed to give 10% of your earnings to the church. You're supposed to Mm -hmm. volunteer your time. You're not allowed Mm -hmm. to question the rules. And they're dangling this, like, Mm -hmm. afterlife, higher power. You can create purpose and meaning in your life by serving God. You can Mm -hmm. get to a heaven or you have to go to a hell. They just dangle it until you can be a part of a family or a community. Mm -hmm. Step seven, they say, is the carrot on the stick where it's operant conditioning. 
I would think it's like getting time with the guru. It's like getting to the yeah. higher plane of existence. Okay. It's like mm-hmm. achieving it's like a one the on thing. one on the bachelor. What I think it's call- the prize. Oh, it's the rose. <laughs> it's Matt James. The bachelor's a cult. You know what? <gasps> the bachelor is a cult. <gasps> it's Matt James. Bachelor is the Nation. Carrot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's you get a, a little bit of time carrot. with him. Yeah. They it sign is. away, you know, your rights where they say they can make fun of you and like oh, Zach you goes, do. OMG, you're right. She's right. Yeah, yeah Bachelor Nation is a, is a cult. I'll say the only difference is they willingly sign up for the cult. They know. But that's how uh, that's how they all start. And it starts with asking them to do simple tasks like go on this date with me, take mm-hmm. uh like a bike ride with me take these wedding photos with me like okay okay yeah. and then you start take falling falling in love with this <laughs> you start falling in love with this dude or mm-hmm. or no, 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 no. woman and yeah and they make you tell like all your secrets like they're always like that's true tell me something oh, more yeah. tell me something you know deeper yeah on and a it's usually something they're really like, sad yeah they have mm-hmm. to they're like i want someone to be more uh, open. open with me, vulnerable, like, mm-hmm. vulnerable, and unpackage Ooh. their previous trauma. It's crazy. Open to this process. <gasps> if you just are open yes. to this process, I know it can work. Bachelor <laughs> Nation, can you can you imagine being just on a regular real date in real life? You're like having a glass of wine at a restaurant before dinner, and your date looks at you and is like, "If you're open to this process, I know it can work." You would run. You'd be like, like, and they have to sign NDAs. Look, The Bachelor, some people do find love. Some people (laughs) do do. get married. So I just think they're the same. I think they're the same as that entry level class. You know what they do find is they find fame. I mean, isn't that Mm -hmm. isn't that a big thing that like people know that if they go on The Bachelor and that they're like memorable, that people are going to remember them and find yes. them and the eighth step is controlling identity info and environmental resources so that mm-hmm. in in talking about the bachelor that's mm-hmm. all their personal info and they could give them a bad edit and like on big brother and other reality shows when they don't let you look at your phone or like hear about the news so they're con- real world they're controlling <gasps> the like your too, yeah. news sources they don't mm-hmm. let you talk to your family in Nexium or The Bachelor. They are oh. the same. <laughs> Thanks for teaching us all how to indoctrinate each other into a cult. <gasps> Ariel, 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 all her steps. Ariel's ready to be a wedding planner at the Scientology Church. <laughs> you guys, I have devised a game for you. Yes. So a, yes. a fun, scary game that sent me down some dark rabbit holes on the oh, internet. Oh no. I Tell us so we're calling it. this Yes, we're calling this Two Truths and a Cult. So I have researched four cults. And for each cult, I'm gonna give you two facts and one okay. totally made up lie about the cult. At the end of the round, so four rounds, um, I'll tell you what the cult was and Mm -hmm. which statement was a lie. Sound fun? I love this game already. (laughs) It's like a really um, fucked up trivia game. Yeah. Um, Because you realize that like once you've like gone in like deep dived like four or five cults, you're like, wow, you all kind of do the same thing. And it's usually violent and sexual and bad. And you're like, oh, my God. 
How does what was the one? Out? What was the name of the cult from Wild Wild Country? Do you remember the name of it? Because that one started off cool, as I that remember. Was I haven't watched Raj, many cult. Rajnishis. Rajnishi. Yeah. Uh, Rajnishpuram. Rajnishpuram was a religious intentional community. So here, here is the first cult. Um, so. Again, three statements. Two of them are going to be totally true. One of them is going to be totally false. Let me know which one you think is false, and then I'll tell you what the cult is and which statement was indeed false. Present this in your best Becky was destined to be a newscaster voice. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's very similar to my trivia voice. Um, (laughs) Yes. So cult number one, play along uh, at home if you're listening. So... The leader said he was a centuries-old angel who needed to have sex with young girls to stay alive. (laughs) Every member had to bleach their hair and then dye it red. And their way of making money was to scam insurance companies. What? Which of these is a lie? Do cults just come down to really complicated, fucked up what? Ways for guys to have sex with a bunch of girls. Yes, is what I'm learning. It certainly yes. seems like I don't it. understand how people, I guess, through all the steps, it just, I don't know. I guess from the get-go, if someone told me that, I'd be like, you are, you are not Right, well. they don't tell you are that you from crazy? the get-go. I think they, like, <laughs> condition your brain first, and then they yeah. tell you that at the end. Okay, so yeah. they had to shave their head, bleach their mm-hmm. hair, dye it red. They'd have mm-hmm. sex with this old angel to keep him alive. Yeah. And then they scammed insurance companies. Yeah. To yes. make money. Gotta make money somehow. To make money. I'm gonna go with the red Ooh. hair. That seems I'm gonna go with red, the red hair. hair too. Not as extreme. That's red what hair. I think too. Because the yeah. others seem so other, outlandish. I, they gotta be true. Yeah. yeah. And you are correct. That is the wow. lie. Them dyeing their Ooh. hair was made up by Keith Haversberger. Um, So this cult was called Angels Landing, um, Mm -hmm. and their leader, Daniel Perez, thankfully was handed two life sentences plus 406 months in jail with no possibility of parole for 80 years. I love that he got two life sentences plus Plus 400 more more months. Yeah. (laughs) What is that about? In case you live a second life, you're still not... Allow and out. in case you live a third life, 400 months jail. Mm-hmm. jail. Just in case he is an angel. You're stuck you never know. Oh, right. That right. is so funny. Is he still Not alive, crazy. but incarcerated? Um, I think he's still alive because that was just in 2015. Um, oh but God. the reason that he went to jail for also having sex with the young girls um, was the way that they scammed insurance companies was mm-hmm. they would murder people in the group and then collect the insurance. Like, they would be like, oh, it was an accidental drowning or like, <gasps> oh, they had some sort of medical condition and that's like they got hit by oh a my car God. and they died when you said and the insurance scammed? company paid millions. What? When you said ah. scammed insurance companies, I pictured paperwork for some reason. Same. Yeah. Full on Murderers. That's so they really made messy. money by killing their own, and he had to stay alive by having sex with young women. Mm-hmm. There's just wow. where do they find these people? Have you guys ever gotten those text messages where it's like, uh, this person? I got one of these last week where they were saying a couple wanted to donate money to me. 
because they had won the lottery. And it just took a quick Google search. I was like, who are these people? And it was a giant scam. Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'd like to collect some money. I was like, this is clearly a scam. And they're preying on older people to kind of fall for it. Like Maggie. But that is nuts. Like, like Maggie. Me. <laughs> I know. I was like, I woke up one morning. I was like, what's this about? But yeah, they steal your insurance information or your banking information. They're like, we need to transfer right. the money to you. Please give me your credit card information. <gasps> I heard no. a statistic about those that it was um, the elderly are targeted. Um, yeah. Like mm. more than anyone else. And they are the ones who like fall victim to it the most because they're usually the most vulnerable. Yeah. Tell your grandmas, Appar- don't give out credit card information over text, email, or the phone. Whenever. Yeah, they'll say that we have your son, and if you don't wire money to us, oh and they'll God. have their voice or something <gasps> like that. Zach's family friend actually fell for one oh of those. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, our, our grandparents, you know, 50, 60 years ago, people didn't lock their doors. You know, like, well, they, they were and much they didn't more grow up with credit cards. Right, exactly. True. Credit you know? cards or yeah. the internet or... Yeah, I mean, if somebody was going to scam you, they were going to walk up to your door and, like, you know, they're going to your steal money. your pocketbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crazy. Well, that was, in my opinion, the easiest of the rounds. Okay. So it's going to get right. like a little bit harder because the cults get a little weirder and everything sounds like it's fake. Okay. Weirder right. than that. Weirder than that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So this next one, Joaquin Phoenix was actually born into this cult. The members were encouraged to recruit new members using sex, and they were considered an organized militia that stockpiled guns and ammunition. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna recuse myself from this one. Oh, you know, I think I okay, did I hear about know. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin well, Phoenix maybe. was Joaquin and River Phoenix were born into this cult. Mm-hmm. Um, they stockpile guns and weaponry because they're a militia. Mm-hmm. What was the third okay. one? Um, oh, the members were encouraged to recruit new members using sex. Mm. These all sound true because the second I one, know. the militia one, that sounds like Waco. I'm going to guess it's the guns <clears throat> that okay. sex was used as a recruitment. Although it could be either. Uh, sex sex and weapons go hand in hand in cults, <laughs> it feels like. I think I may have heard the Joaquin Phoenix fact, but I'm not sure. So maybe I'll say that one was false. So, and the reason Ariel recused herself is because she has already also researched this was the Children of God cult. Um, okay. And they did actually encourage their members to recruit new members using a tactic called flirty fishing, where oh. they encouraged people to have sex with uh, people that they were trying to get into the cult. And Joaquin Phoenix and his family uh, were in this cult, but once they started doing the like, flirty fishing and once things got a little weirder they left so joaquin phoenix was only in it when he until he was like three um Mm -hmm. and then they were not an organized militia (laughs) apparently rose mcgowan too was born she was as well yeah because they Mm -hmm. had different communes all over the world and she grew up in italy i believe and so her family was uh, a part of the cult. But the leader, David Brandt Berg, and I, I hope you found out more than I did, Ariel, but I just saw that he died with seemingly no consequences. And Children of God still exists today with a different still name. Yeah. What? That's yeah, it's called wild. the Family International now. TFI yeah. for Ugh. short. And it still <gasps> exists. 
So what is flirty fishing? You just, everyone flirts with anyone, even if you're they, married? They would just try and uh, recruit people by having sex with them. So like going to bars and picking people up. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And using that. And then, and then basically being like, my body is the love of God. And yeah. mm-hmm. like, I am, uh, I am giving you God's love through me. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. It's mm-hmm. nuts. But guys, if you think that's nuts, these there next two are obscene. They're just okay. so crazy. So here are your facts and your fictions. The members <laughs> of this cult lived in a cave for six months. They only ate processed meat and cheese. No fruit or veggies were allowed. And they rejected barcodes and passports because they contained satanic symbols. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, my. Oh, my God. So they lived in a cave for six months. They only ate processed meats and cheese. No, like constipation nation. Sounds like keto. (laughs) (laughs) They were keto. And they uh, rejected barcodes barcodes. Barcodes because of satanic symbols. Mm. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to go with the second one with the packaged meat because I feel like the satanic okay. bar, like rejecting satanic barcodes and living in a cave go hand in hand. Oh, that's, <gasps> that's right. right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, keto was my instinct as well. Or the barcode. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say they didn't live in a cave. I'm going to say the barcodes then. Guys. Ariel is correct. Well, this group, processed meat and cheese does not matter. This was in a crazy cult in Russia. Um, mm-hmm. They called themselves the uh, Heavenly Jerusalem, but they mm-hmm. were uh, a doomsday cult. So other people called them like, I think they were like the new Russian Orthodox Church okay. is all, or like order is what they were referred to by like the media because um, oh. they broke off from a sect of uh, Russian Orthodox. Um but I'm going to butcher his name. Piotr Kuznetsov was the founder. And okay. so he predicted that the end of the world was coming and mm-hmm. that they all had to go into this cave. He didn't go into the cave with them. He was out of it. So they get in the cave. <laughs> the end of the world does not come. Piotr is basically having a psychotic break. He is paranoid schizophrenic. Um, He does eventually get taken in by the police, um, but I don't really know how Russia's mental health system works because it doesn't seem like he went to jail. Uh, He just, like, was observed. Um, Mm -hmm. But the members stayed in the cave for six months. There was a... the Part of the cave broke during a snowfall, and two members died in the cave. Some people left. They were like... The cave is broken. We have to leave. They got out. The other people that stayed in only left when the toxic fumes from the dead bodies were like oh my God. too much. That was that was the only way they came out. And they threatened um, suicide if anyone came in because there were like medical workers and like people there trying to help them because obviously they didn't want them to die. Um, but oh Piotr then, while they were still in this cave, attempted suicide Um and nobody really knows where he is now. Whoa. It, I just couldn't find anything on the internet to say, like, exactly where he was. And when I was telling Keith about him, he was like, the government must have. The government. You Taking know, him? he's got to be. Wait, so. No more. How many people are we talking about? 30. 
in Russia. And like third, I think it was like 12 or 13 left the cave when the <laughs> snowfall broke part of it. But there were still like nine or 10 wow. that stayed in the cave with the two dead bodies. But it seemed horrifying. Would you guys ever sleep in a cave? Live in a cave? I mean, I no. won't even go camping. So like, <laughs> would you guys ever live in a cave? In a cave in Russia with a crazy man who believes his passport is satanic symbols? No. That's going to be a hard no. I've seen a lot of yeah. movies, man. Nothing good happens in caves. <laughs> I mean, that. given no other choice, like <laughs> if, if it was cave or no cave, I would choose cave. But it, I, I would choose you know, Arctic Tundra. Was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> on Lost, when like half of the group moves into the cave, I'm like, I'm staying on the beach. That jungle <gasps> is haunted. Yeah, yeah. I would have stayed in the, thing to the beach. Yep. Yep, hundred yep. percent. I'm, I'm on the beach. I know what's going on there. I have open I'll air around me. I'll build myself an igloo. Yeah. I'm not going. There are no, no skeletons. That is like the scariest thing about a cave is that there's only one exit and entrance. So the final right. and craziest um, cult that was the scariest to research. These are fascinating, Stop. by the way. There's a reason yeah. why we can't <sighs> mm-hmm. look away from them, and this this one in particular really. Fucked me up. Did you want to live? So, <laughs> Becky, are you okay? Cool. Are you okay, cool. Bex? Well, it was just like reading about it was so dark and so yeah. leveled. Like there were so many levels to this one. Yeah, I wonder if it was uh, not not very um, responsible of us to allow Becky to do this since she is the most susceptible to cults. Uh, and I letting know. her look up all of these. We're tempting. Cults. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, now I'm figuring I'm out really which one I'm bad. Join. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm more of a Nexium joiner than like mm. uh go in the cave. Like if someone was like, Becky, you have to go in the cave, I would be like, hmm, good day. I'm gonna find a church instead. <laughs> um, okay. So this cult, they believe the apocalypse would be brought about by the United States starting a war. They That's believed good. that they were angels waiting to ascend to heaven. And they executed a sarin gas attack on a subway. I'm going to guess the angel. Angel. They did not Mm -hmm. think they were angels. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Ariel, what you got? What you got? So my my guess is going to be Mm -hmm. the the United States one. I'm with Maggie. I think it's I think the subway attack is real. And I think the war thing is real and targeting the U.S. I don't think they think they're angels. So Maggie and Rachel are correct. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, this cult did not believe that they were angels. So this cult is horrifying to me. Um, so the sarin gas attack was executed in a Tokyo subway. It was a Japanese oh. cult um, created oh. in the 80s by, and I'm going to butcher these names, so I already apologize for not saying them correctly. But the leader was called Shoko Asahara, and the... Uh, doomsday cult was called Ayum Shinrikyo, but it was a doomsday cult. And they did believe that the United States was going to bring about the end of the world by doing a third world war. Um, and it was the terror attack that they did in the subway killed 13 people and injured 50 people. And then this is where it gets nuts. So the cult, six of the cult members and the leader were actually publicly executed um, because those same members of the cult, uh, there was a class action lawsuit against the founder that had started. Um, and the founder and these six other people killed the lawyer in charge of it, as well as his wife and daughter. 
And so they were executed for not only killing the people in the subway attack, but also for killing this lawyer and his family. And his Super horrible. And it gets even darker. So so they were executed in like 2018. Like this was recent. When these cults are modern, I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. I always think. Oh, it's a time when information wasn't at our fingertips and readily available. No. Oh, it, it was it's yeah. like happened now. two years ago. Yeah. There's and then cults happening now. Too. There was a guy that was like a basically like a sympathizer with the cult um, and who was also protesting um, the death penalty in uh, Japan. And he ran his car into like nine pedestrians as like a protest like it is so fucked up a sect of this cult still exists today and is on like every like it's even on like russia's watch list as a terrorist group because they're just like bad bad people i feel like sarin gas is not easy to get you know i hope not they can't so so like yeah they're a terrorist group like they're probably Mm -hmm. I don't know, dealing in arms and yeah, there were a couple other cults that I saw that like there wasn't a lot of information about, but there was one cult in Mexico where it was like basically drug dealers and they uh, were doing these like ritualistic killings to like protect their drug business. Like they said it was part of their like religious uh, protection was to do these like human sacrifices. And I was just like, At a certain oh point, the cults get like, I mean, they're all horrifying, but these last few were like so scary. Wow. Oh my gosh. I think, I think it's important for us to define what cult means because, you know, we've been talking about this whole time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, oh, the bachelor is a cult and this is a cult and this is a cult. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that could be a cult. So let's see what a cult mm-hmm. actually is. Okay. Uh, I just did a quick Google search and noun system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Uh, mm-hmm. I think The Bachelor as a cult is actually quite apt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. compared to these other cults, it's sounding pretty uh, good, but mm-hmm. until something yeah. bad Does happens. Does it fit the description? <laughs> yes. There's no ritualistic sacrifice of murder. There might be no, a ritualistic no. sacrifice of reputation or character. Yeah. yeah. Chris Harrison's the leader. <gasps> but God. that's every reality show ever pretty much except for like British Bake Off. Uh, I would join that cult. I yeah, would join me the too. British Bake Off. I'm deep into that cult. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so you guys wouldn't okay. join any of these uh, four cults? Oh, Becky, no. <laughs> Me neither. I drew Becky. the line at all of these. I was like, hell no. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> okay, you guys. This segment is is geared towards Becky um, because we think that she is the most susceptible to joining a cult. So I have researched a a cult that either did exist or still exists, and I am going to use the inf- that information to try to convince you to join this cult. So right. I'm in. All right, Happersberger. Becky, Rachel, yes. Maggie. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. concerned with moral decay in the world? 
Because if you are, this is the cult for you. I mean, after hearing about all this shit humans are doing, why, yes. Yes, yes. I am. Yeah, I yes, now I am. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last four years were tough. I'm, I'm worried about moral decay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, uh, this organization is committed to sharing the message of God's love with everyone. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out too. <laughs> God's love. See you. <laughs> Smell you later. All right. All right. Let's get that part. Let's get that part. We have a very strong opposition to capitalism and feel that everything oh. belongs to everyone, including children. Including oh, children. No, now I'm out again. <laughs> children are the most special. Maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can try to convince you back in uh, because we okay. strongly believe that every child should have at least an eighth grade education. Oh, I believe that. This organization was founded in Huntington Beach, California, which is a beautiful place, uh, mm-hmm. as Maggie probably mm-hmm. Do knows. Do like the beach? And it was founded in 1968. Uh, is this real? It it, no. it is a real place. Um, oh no! It started with the name Teens <laughs> no. for Christ, uh, but okay. quickly was changed to the Children of God uh, mm. because we're very very uh, children are very important to us. Very important. Mm. Um, in the seventies, the name got changed to the Family of Love, mm-hmm. and then in the eighties, oh. it was simply just called the Family, and okay. it still okay. exists today. Although the name was changed to the Family International because we have spread to over 80 countries. Uh, TFI for short. Whoa. Um, If I can lure you in with some star power, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Rose McGowan were both born into this cult. Uh, Although, unfortunately, they are no longer members. And um, we like to think of our ideals as an old world idea of Christianity, um, which is largely centered around uh, spreading love in the world, uh, particularly sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh-huh. um, that First Testament getting down, uh-huh. making up uh-huh. humans. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, maybe, maybe uh, we can help you understand why we're called uh, the family. Um, because mm-hmm. one of the main ideas that we have is that everyone in our group is married to each other. Um, and so, so open sexuality, even the children, oh, open no. sexuality oh, no. uh, is permitted and encouraged, um, including with children. <gasps> and oh, to this God. day, to this day, you are encouraged to develop a sexual relationship with Jesus. Um, that followers is so are fucked up. <laughs> that is so <laughs> fucked up. It gets worse. There's nothing it gets else to worse. be said. I know it gets worse though. Like the, it's How so it dark. Worse? It's so okay, dark. Okay, Ariel, take us there. Take us into the t- into oh the my God. Let's go. I can't believe this exists. Followers, followers are often guided uh, through personalized sexual fantasies as a part of their holy communion. Uh, and they also believe that uh, masturbation is the same as having sex with Jesus. Oh, oh so, my God. Oh, and um, uh, they don't believe in homosexuality. So if you are a man in this cult, you have to pretend that you are a woman when you are masturbating. Because you're having sex what? with Jesus. What? 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 Right. 
Wait, what? Um, oh my god! As a member of this cult, as Becky mentioned, uh, you are also encouraged to go out and spread God's word by having sex with other mm. people and bringing them flirty in. fishing. Flirty fishing. <laughs> flirty fishing. Um, flirty fishing is such a benign name for such I a know. malicious, fucked up so thing. It sounds fine it sounds like the name of like a dance at a college that you would go yeah. to that had like a ocean yeah. theme it uh-huh. sounds like flirty speed fishing. dating it sounds yeah. like speed dating like come over to my house we're gonna have a flirty fishing party cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> oh be there i'm sure it wasn't not like that uh, oh and so becky you talked about david berg the uh <gasps> yes. the founder mm-hmm. um And so, Becky, I know that you like to read. It's really important to you. And I don't know if you know, but David is an avid writer. And um, he wrote over 3,000 pamphlets that, um, you know, included titles like... like, Mo something? (laughs) Right? Weren't they called like Mo letters or... (laughs) Yeah, they called them like, like... Mo pamphlets or something. I don't even know. It's like Q-drops. Like, it's weird. It's such a weird idea. Uh, but some of the so so they were geared towards children, and um, a lot of them were actually um, uh, like um, comic book style. So he, like half of the pamphlets were sort of like comic book style. Some of the, okay, so some of the titles of these were mm-hmm. uh, "God's Love Slave" and God. "You Are the Love of God," and no. and they're just like you know naked women sort of talking to you could you could you could look it up if you look up like um children of god pamphlets oh boy um the members of tfi uh right now are uh oh no okay in 1993 70 percent of the members were under the age of 18 Mm-hmm. Oh, I know our podcast horrible. name is You Can Sit With Us. None of these people can sit with us. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That's true. Cannot sit oh with us. My what? Gosh. If you broke out of that cult, come on over. But if you're still yeah. in, yeah. you need to talk to someone who's not in in your life. Well, if they're young, they're they're clearly they don't preying know. on... Yeah, preying on people who yeah. aren't. I'm going to reference the Nexium documentary all the time. There was a moment when Mark, who I think is problematic, but when he said he got really mad and he was like, no one joins a cult. I didn't join a cult. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I did something and then I was led into a cult. I didn't join it. And I think yeah. people in cults who are not the leaders, although that guy did end up taking a leadership position and I find him mm-hmm. highly problematic, but... Mm-hmm aren't like especially kids or young people aren't necessarily joining they're being like led in by Mm -hmm. flirty fishing by nexium classes by people reaching out to them by someone they trust and i think it could simply be shelter too shelter food uh community the basic like necessities they're promising oh love okay i would not join this cult no, I, I would Lally, be like, not join this cult. The moment you mentioned God, I was like, we're out of here. <laughs> we're and out. Then you wrote oh, I know. I should have, and I, I should was have like, we're doubly out. <laughs> These pamphlets are horrifying. I'm looking Aren't at the flirty they? fishing right now. Yeah. Hollywood sex cults before Nexium. Flirty fishing. Wow. Oh. The thing is, I would watch like 10 documentaries on it, though. I know, yeah. I know. Although I'm you fascinated. Guys, I, there, like, there are parts that, that I don't even want to talk about on the pod that, mm. that I looked into that are like the stuff with kids 
it's it oh, starts no. to get really no, I can't. Uh, just it's too much it's too much i can't i can't handle like that level of creepiness no so wait this stuff is known it's obviously like easily researched and yet mm-hmm. this guy is not in jail i don't understand he's, how is he's this dead. still happening he's, he's, dead. he's dead oh he's dead he's okay. dead mm. so so now it's just it's it's almost like a just a, an, an organization that started mm-hmm. um, I think his his wife carried on after he died um, and yeah and they just it's just a religious organization now that has these sort of um, creepy a creepy past well guys that is all the time we have left for today um, thank you so much for sharing all you know about cults with me Um <laughs> If you want to join our cult here, you can sit with us. You can um, like and subscribe and download us on Spotify. Uh, you can email us at you can sit with us pod at gmail.com. Uh, the requirements of our cult are um, friendship, baking, crafting, mm. um, mm-hmm. Reality TV watching, anything oh, else, yeah. guys, that we should do in our cult? Uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like just general, like you know, non-judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, love it, Maggie. Anything for our cult? Puppies. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Puppies. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And yeah. rage. What should we have? What's our final cult uh, doctrine? We're- we're going to have coffee. We're going to have sparkling water. We're going to have wine, and we're going to have a lot of snacks. Yes. We're well fed in this cult. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, guys, email us. Let us know if you liked this kind of new format of us deep diving a particular topic. We're going to be back next week with something new and exciting. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, wear your mask, wash your hands. Don't join any cults. Don't Don't join join any cults. cults. (laughs) 